Blah. So we've already done a full review of Scream 6 and asked ourselves the question, does the Scream franchise endure and live on without Sidney Prescott and Nev Campbell? And the answer, whether you like it or hate it, is yes. Yes, it functions, it works. You know, they found the right cast to sort of pass the torch off to. Jenna Ortega as Tara and her sister, Samantha Carpenter, who happens to be the um, the, uh, the 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 child, the offspring of the demented Billy Loomis, uh, work really well and sort of create uh, a fresh, interesting dynamic to be explored. You know, it seems like that they're slowly building up to this grand show off between Tara and her sister Sam. At least. If they had any good sense, that's where we would be building to. Although I will say I am a little concerned because the arc in Scream 5 for Sam seems to be pretty much exactly the same as her arc in Scream 6. I thought it would get pushed a little bit further. You know, we need to slowly see the uh, unhinging, the transformation, you know, in, in both endings of Scream 5 and Scream 6, Sam, you know unfetters her license to kill from her, you know, Obi-Wan, <laughs> her Obi-Wan uh, ghost father who is, you know, encouraging her to, you know, act on her natural impulses that she has clearly inherited from him. And she, even though, you know, Billy is dead, but this sort of like this psychosis lives on as his voice, as Sam would imagine it, because Sam didn't know her father. And so, where could you go? Where do you go? Obviously, with Sam, you know, taking up the mantle of Ghostface. Right. That, that is quite obvious, I think, at this point. But where, what's the end game? Where do you go with that? How do you, um, how do you execute that? And how do you also maybe bring... Sydney and Nev Campbell back into the picture. Nev Campbell as Sydney back into the picture. You know, and again, like I, my happy ending for Sydney Prescott already sailed in Scream Three. I don't really need any more Sydney Prescott. However, what would have been very interesting if she had not made an appearance in Scream Four, if she had not made an appearance in Scream Five, and instead came back now as someone in Scream 7, married to Detective Kincaid from Scream 3. She's got a family. She's been in hiding. And all of a sudden, uh, Samantha Carpenter is seeking her out to exact revenge via her father's psychotic ghost voice. That would be interesting. And to a degree, this has already been done. Like everything in Scream, it's all kind of been done before anyway. We already saw this with, you know, Billy Loomis's mom. But if you're going to make, so if, if mom, if grandmother, son, and daughter, granddaughter are all ghost face, if we're already living in that world, then why can't we retread a little bit and sort of explore this angle of revenge for Billy's death where you have Billy his, you know, apparition grating on Sam to go and seek out Sydney, who she knows because of Scream 5, seek out Sydney and try and murder her, complete her father's work, 
You know what I mean? Her father's unfinished business is to murder Sidney Prescott for his own demented, um, you know, crazy reasons, right? We, we all know what his motive was. And so now here is the daughter, you know, hearing this voice in her head telling her to go and do this and killing along the way with, with Tara hot on her trail. Tara, played by Jenna Ortega. I mean, that works, man. That real, That's kind of airtight, in fact. And then, of course, you have Sydney in some limited capacity, maybe, you know, whether it's the third act, you know, frankly, that probably would be more interesting. It'd be more interesting if all this was happening about Sydney, and then Sydney doesn't come in until the third act of Scream 7, and then you that that's when you incorporate Tara, and you know, it's very easy to come up with these broad strokes. It's a very easy broad strokes to sort of come up with, but I, I find them, I find it a fascinating story. And, you know, again, we're living in a world where you don't need Sydney Prescott, you don't need Nev Campbell to come back because the last Scream, Scream 6, made the, the biggest amount of money out of all the screams, right? It had like $44 million opening weekend, which I don't think any of the screams had done. It was the biggest box office weekend, and it didn't rely on the star and face of the franchise. So, you know, but in a world where you're like, how do we wrap this up? How do we bring her back? How do we, like, in that world, this is what you do. Sam goes after Sydney and Detective Kincaid and Tara is caught up in it trying to stop her sister and help Sydney and try to get, like, Tara wants to get um, Sam help and Sydney wants to murder her because it's like, hey, it's either you, not only is it either you or me, but my children, I have mama bear instinct. I got to protect my kids from your your madness. So it's like, so then you have that conflict between Tara and Sydney, kind of like what they did in Spider-Man No Way Home. Although it was so, like, that was my worst, that was the worst part about Spider-Man No Way Home for me, trying to rehabilitate the criminals or whatever. That was such, that was unnecessary. That was a weird, that was a weird sort of um, uh, motivation for Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I don't know, it just didn't, that really did not work for me. But in this scenario it does. Tara is Sam's sister. Tara knows that maybe there is some good in Sam. So it's like in a Star Warsian kind of way, you have the light side, you have the dark side, try, you know, fighting over this person's mind and psyche. And uh, and you have the, the familial aspect where you have you have uh, sisters uh, with different fathers and one of those fathers is uh, evil, psychotic, crazy man. Um, so that's what I honestly, in terms of screen seven, and if, you know, you could still tell that story without involving Nev Campbell or Sidney Prescott. Let's say that you, that it didn't happen. They couldn't negotiate. They couldn't bring her back. They didn't want to bring her back. It didn't make sense to bring her back. And instead they're just going to, uh, you know, tell a story about Tara and, Sam at the core, which they should, no matter what happens, that's what needs to happen after the last two movies. You could still have it about Sydney. You could still make the conflict. Hey, I'm on my way to go get Sydney and her family and Tara trying to stop her without ever seeing Sydney. You know, um, it's really, it's strong enough. And, you know, the arc is underdeveloped in the sense I said that we've had the same sort of arc in five that is six where, you know, in, in the way that they want to sequelize and squeeze blood from a stone, um, 
that perhaps doesn't have very much blood left in it, at least not the kind of blood that would make for a good movie, you could maybe divide that arc over two more movies where you see Sam going uh, ghost face by the end of seven and then into eight is with the final the final battle with Sydney. But frankly, I think one more movie and you could wrap this up. You get a nice trilogy with these new characters, with the new blood, especially if you have survivors, you could revisit in the future if you really wanted to, or you could do what I, honestly, what I would want is a reboot, just like a straight reboot from the beginning. Give us, we, we talked about this too, give us the story, but all the way from the beginning, from the moment that Roman steps foot at Maureen's uh, door and says, I'm your son, and she rejects him, and we see how everything sort of happens before Scream. We see Scream again, but this time it's sort of, you know, maybe showed from different points of view. We see, you know, how Randy maybe carried a torch for Sydney, how Stu, uh, Billy and Sydney started to date, you know, how Stu got involved with uh, Billy, you know, um, and just sort of make it all work. You know, in terms of all the motivations for someone to go after Sidney Prescott at this point, which there really is no reason to, I suppose Sam being motivated by her, the psychotic, you know, the psychotic ghost, ghost of her father in her mind, um, is the most, is the most like, is the best motivation of, of them all really. Uh, apart from, I would say, I think Roman had a good motivation uh, I love, uh, Stu's motivation is my favorite though. Stu, peer pressure. I love that. It's simple. It makes sense. It makes sense for Stu. It makes sense considering the fact that I personally think that Stu loves Billy inside, you know, who knows how those feelings are, if, if they're plutonic or if it's a uh, romantic love, but there's something more than just friendship where he's willing to do anything. He's willing to kill for Billy in that kind of way. And I think that is probably my favorite. There's a lot of subtext in that motivation. And I think that's my favorite motivation of all for all the Ghostface killers. I mean, the, the, the motivations of, for the killers in five and four, especially for Jill's, uh, Jill, Sydney's cousin are ridiculous. So they have a great motivation. They have a great opportunity here to bring Sydney back and they have a great opportunity to sort of close the loop on Tara, on Sam and Sydney and give Sydney her true happy ending that she really earned and got at the end of Scream 3. So if you really want, you could just stop watching after Scream 3 and you will be sound as a pound when it comes to uh, feeling, um, you know, all set and settled as to where the characters are. So what do you think? What do you think about that? I want to know. Thank <laughs> you.